The other day, I stumbled while wandering somewhat aimlessly through the forest. Once the shock of my fall faded, I lay there on my belly and giggled to myself as I discovered a beautifully miniature world unfolding around me. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. Any of you longtime listeners or readers of the Nature of Phenology knows that November is my least favorite month. I love nature in every season, but November is the one month where I have to try pretty hard to be wowed by something. I find it depressing when the depth of color that immerses us in October seems to disappear so suddenly. The bleak gray-brown landscape, especially in predominantly deciduous forests, appears like the emaciated body of what was so lush, life-giving, and dynamic mere weeks ago. The return to cold temperatures without the pleasures of snow and ice for recreation feels all the colder after the warm glow of October light. I find myself not wanting to stray from evergreen forests with carpets of moss as if all the green can quell my impatience with the otherwise bleak month. But just when I resign myself to the next level of disdain for November, I notice some small, hot pink bubbles of goo capping a crusty, pale green lichen and forget about the worst parts of November once again. The pink earth lichen stands out as it is rare to find something that shade of pink in nature. I find it on relatively bare patches of ground where the soil is thin to non-existent, often atop granite ledges somewhat shaded by nearby alders. You might confuse it for tiny pink mushrooms, but a little knowledge of lichen anatomy clarifies what those pink blobs are. But first, you have to know what a lichen is before you can get any meaning from the names of its parts. Lichens are neither plants nor mushrooms, but their own special thing comprised of two different united organisms, a fungus and an algae or cyanobacterium. You may have heard the cute story to help you remember the symbiotic relationship that is a lichen. Alice Algae and Freddy Fungus took a lichen to each other, but now their relationship is on the rocks and trees. Sometimes people add that Freddy Fungus built the house and Alice Algae made the food, so they decided to stick together. Despite its reductionist 1950s heteronormative vibe, that story does help us remember the basics of the relationship going on inside any lichen near you. The fungal part provides most of the shape and structure of the lichen, while the algal part can photosynthesize and produce the food the organism needs to survive. The fungal component also releases spores to aid in reproduction. Perhaps needless to say, it's not really this simple. Scientists still don't completely agree on whether this relationship is truly mutual all the time or not, but that's the idea of it. So, how do you identify a lichen if it's comprised of more than one type of living thing? First, make sure what you're looking at isn't a moss. Mosses are plants, and they tend to be darker green and soft to the touch unless they're extremely dried out. Lichens tend not to be lush or forest green, though there are exceptions. Rather, they are usually crusty or leathery to the touch, even when wet. They can be almost any other shade of green, though, including so pale green that they're almost white and can appear gray or brown when dry. Once you're sure it's a lichen you're looking at, you can fit it into one of three lichen categories. Crustos lichens, those that attach tightly to the substrate like a crust. Folios lichens those that have more leaf-like structures, or fruticose lichens, those that branch and have more rounded structures. Then you can pick up a lichen field guide to your area and figure it out from there. 
Now, back to that charming pink earth lichen, a fruticose lichen, with its little pink blobs. Those little blobs are the fruiting bodies, called apothecia, of the lichen. So the next time you're outside, you could look for these small but exuberant structures of lichens in all their colorful glory. You might even find another lichen with pink apothecia, aptly and colorfully called fairy puke. The whole forest might not be as colorful as it was a month ago, but if you pretend you're an ant, it sure is. You can download this episode and find a link to the blog with the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. If you find something neat out there, we'd love to hear about it. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology.